Welcome, I am your host, and this is the Unanswered Questions Podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of my new podcast, Unanswered Questions, where every week we will endeavour to discuss a mysterious unsolved case that has many lingering unanswered questions. So I hope you enjoy, and as always, leave me some feedback on what you think about the show, and rate it as well. Now on to the show. This week we'll be talking about the very controversial person known as Frank Darks. So Frank William Darks, born April 6th of 1956, is a Canadian-American martial artist and fight choreographer. According to Darks, a ninjutsu expert named Sinzo Tanaka trained him as a ninja when he was a teenager. He established his own school of ninjutsu called Ducks Ryu Ninjutsu and has said he won a secret martial arts tournament called the Kumite in 1975. His alleged victory at the Kumite served as the inspiration for the 1988 film Bloodsport starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ducks' story at the Kumite has been disputed however as has the existence of both the Kumite he described and Sinzo Tanaka. Ducks served in the United States Marine Corps Reserve from 1975 to 1981 and claims he was sent on covert missions to Southeast Asia and awarded the Medal of Honor. He also asserts he was recruited by Central Intelligence Agency CIA Director William J. Casey to work as a covert agent. His military records, however, show he was never sent overseas and has not received any awards. Ducks, in dispute of this, stated that the military sabotaged his records to discredit him, much like how Bob Lazar claimed the US government whitewashed his records. He has been accused of falsifying his military services by authors B.G. Burkett, Ralph Keyes, and Nigel West, and his claims to have worked for the CIA have been dismissed by Director of Central Intelligence Robert Gates, General Norman Schwarzkopf Jr., Major General John K. Singlob, and Soldier of Fortune magazine. Ducks worked as a fight choreographer for Bloodsport, Lionheart, made in 1990, and Only the Strong, 1993. He detailed his alleged work for the CIA in the book The Secret Man in 1996, and that same year co-wrote the story for the film The Quest alongside Jean-Claude Van Damme. Now, he sued Van Damme for breach of contract over the film, but lost the suit in 1998. He also lost a lawsuit against Soldier of Fortune for Liable the following year over their claims he had falsified his military and CIA service. Now we get into Ducks' early life. So, Ducks was apparently born on the 6th of April 1956 in Toronto, Canada. His family relocated from Canada to California when he was seven, and he later attended Grant High School. Ducks states that he was introduced to and trained in ninjutsu by Senzo Tiger Tanaka, whom he described as a world-famous teacher and the descendant of 40 generations of warriors. Ducks says that Tanaka brought him to Masuda, Japan when he was 16 to train him as a ninja. Now we're going to get into a bit of his career. So, Ducks apparently served in the United States Marine Corps Reserve from 1975 to 1981, and he said he was sent on covert missions in Southeast Asia during this time and was awarded the Medal of Honor. Ducks wrote articles for the September and October 1980 issues of Black Belt magazine, giving advice on martial arts techniques, including knife fighting. He was described as being decorated for his blade fighting techniques in actual combat in Southeast Asia and holding black belts in Taekwondo and other arts. He also co-authored an article on knife fighting for Inside Kung Fu magazine in 1987. Duck states that he participated in a 1975 martial arts competition in the Bahamas called the Kumite, describing the event as a 60-round single elimination tournament held in secret every five years. His story was first covered in the November 1980 issue of Black Belt, and according to Duck, 
remarks. He was the first person to be given permission to speak publicly about the event and was the first Westerner to win the tournament, achieving several world records there, including the most consecutive knockouts at 56, the fastest knockout, 3.2 seconds, and the fastest punch, 0.12 seconds. By his own accounts, Ducks knocked out 56 men consecutively during the secret Kumite. Anyone who has watched or competed in any kind of martial arts should find this confusing to say the least. To put this into perspective, okay, Derek Lewis has the most knockouts in the UFC, that being 13. Lamarck Clark has the most consecutive knockouts in boxing, which is 42. Clark fought against very limited opposition and was knocked out three times by professional opposition. Nonetheless, these records were set over a long period of time and are probably true. There is no dispute over these records and all of the fights had a live audience. Frank Ducks, on the other hand, claims 56 knockouts over a three-day period, which is really quite an incredible claim. The fatigue alone would be difficult to overcome in order to knock out 56 men in a row. Not to mention, if you're fighting full contact MMA, you're likely to have taken a lot of hits to your own head too. The 1988 film Bloodsport is based on his alleged Kumite victory. Now at the time of the film's release, he was operating martial arts schools in Woodland Hills and North Hollywood, Los Angeles, teaching his own martial arts style Ducks Ryu Ninjutsu, which is based on the Kogan Ninja Root principles of Ko Ryu, adaptability and constant change. Ducks worked as the fight choreographer for Bloodsport and also for the 1990 film Lionheart and the 1993 film Only the Strong. Now, in 1993, Ducks attended the second annual Drucker Martial Arts Trade Show in Los Angeles where he had a confrontation with kickboxer Zane Frazier. Ducks had previously hired Frazier to teach classes for him, though Frazier claimed that Ducks never paid him. Now, a fight ensued, with Frazier proving victorious. Roar and Gracie and Art Davey witnessed the fight and subsequently offered Frazier a position in the Ultimate Fighting Championship, aka UFC. Duck states that Frazier sucker-punched him while wearing brass knuckles, in contradiction to multiple sources, including mixed martial arts MMA referee John McCarthy, who makes no mention of this in their accounts of the fight. Now, Ducks released a book, The Secret Man, An American Warrior's Uncensored Story, in 1996. In the book, Duck states that the Central Intelligence Agency CIA director William Casey arranged to meet him in a restroom and recruited him to work on covert missions, including destroying a fuel depot in Nicaragua and a chemical weapons plant in Iraq. Alongside Jean-Claude Van Damme, Ducks was a co-author of the 1996 film The Quest. Ducks sued Van Damme after the film's release for breach of contract. On the grounds, the finished film was too similar to the manuscript Enter the Dragon, which the two had also written. In 1998, Ducks lost the case with the jury foreman stating jurors found Dux's testimony less than credible, including his assertion that audio tapes of his agreement with Van Damme were destroyed in the 1994 Northridge earthquake. Dux appealed the verdict, though his appeal was dismissed in 1999. Now this is where we come to the disputed claims that everyone gets up in arms about. So we're going to start off with his military service and his Medal of Honor. So contrary to his claims, Dux's military records obtained through a Freedom of Information Act show that he never served overseas, that he has not been given the Medal of Honor or any other award, and that in January of 1978 he was referred to a psychiatric evaluation after he expressed flighty and disconnected ideas. Duck states that the military sabotaged his service record to discredit him. Now, a photograph of Duck's military uniform shows service ribbons being displayed in an incorrect order, and the Medal of Honor he is wearing is the version given to members of the United States Army rather than the Marine Corps. Now, when he was questioned about the photograph in 1988, Ducks told John Johnson from the Los Angeles Times he was not able to get the military to explain why he was awarded a medal from the wrong service, though in later years, interestingly enough, he changed his story to say the uniform was just a Halloween costume. 
In his book, Stolen Valor, which won the Colby Award in 2000, B.G. Burkett says that Ducks fabricated his military history and awards and had not served in Vietnam, noting that the war had ended before he enlisted. Ducks responded to this allegation by saying he never claimed he had served in Vietnam, only in covert missions in Southeast Asia. Though, in 1980, he was described in Black Belt as having a distinguished military record during the Vietnam conflict, and in an interview with him in a 1987 issue of Inside Kung Fu, describes him as a Vietnam veteran. Author Ralph Keyes and Nigel West have also disputed Ducks' military service, as has Soldier Fortune magazine. Now in 2012, Shelvin Letich, co-writer of Bloodsport, said that Ducks originally showed him a Medal of Honor he claimed to have been awarded, though years later, after people began questioning if he had won the medal, Ducks then tried to convince him he had never made such a claim. Then we move on to the Kumite that, that he's so well known for. So by the own accounts of Ducks, he claims that the Kumite was three days long, with competitors having 20 fights per day. Not only this, but the losers were sent home at the end of each day. A large 128-man tournament has seven rounds if you reach the final. If a tournament has 10 rounds, it would be over a thousand participants. Bearing in mind that Ducks claimed he was having 20 single elimination fights per day, this would be a lot of people in the Bahamas for a sequel martial arts tournament and would require a huge amount of organization and staff to pull it off. In fact, it would be by far the largest combat tournament the world has ever seen. The logistics of a tournament would have been incredibly hard to pull off, as this tournament allegedly took place in the 1970s. Even the brackets would be difficult to generate since it could not be done by the touch of a button and 10 lines of computer code. Then we have to factor in the referees, medical staff, flights for the competitors, and even the venue itself. Obviously, this is a lot of money, time, and effort for a martial arts tournament that is so top secret, nobody has has ever spoken about it. John Stewart, the author of the 1980 Black Belt article that first described Duck's alleged Kumite victory, expressed regret for writing the article in 1988, describing himself as naive for believing Ducks and saying after the story was published, he received information that raised questions about Ducks's military career. In 1988, Jim Coleman, then author of Black Belt, said that Ducks's story was based on false premises, adding that they could find no evidence of such a competition. He made a similar statement again in 1996. Kenneth Wilson, from the Ministry of Sports in the Bahamas disputed the existence of the Kumite, saying that it was impossible that a martial arts tournament of that scale could have been kept a secret. According to John, again, according to John Johnson, an invoice for the organization that allegedly staged the Kumite listed Ducks as its only point of contact, and the base of the trophy he claims to have won was bought by him at a local trophy store, which I'll come back to in a minute. Ducks told Johnson to speak to a man named Richard Robinson, who he said he had met at the Kumite. Robinson initially confirmed Ducks' story, saying he was invited to the Kumite as he was an undefeated wrestler at Lower Merion High School. Johnson later uncovered that Robinson had not attended that school and had actually gone to school with Darks. Confronted with this information, Robinson responded, and I quote, All right, I don't know what to say. Frank was a buddy of mine when I was in LA, end quote. Sheldon Letich said that he got the idea for Bloodsport after listening to Ducks tell tales regarding the Kumite. Ducks introduced him to a man named Richard Bender who claimed to have been at the Kumite and verified the story, though years later confessed to Letich that he had been lying and that Ducks had instructed him on what to say. Letich described Ducks as a delusional daydreamer. Citing his Kumite claims, MMA website Fightland includes Ducks among their list of martial arts frauds. Both John Johnson and Fightland believe Ducks faked his story to help promote his martial arts schools. 
Now, it gets even more interesting, though, the more you dig deep into the story, because Frank Ducks reportedly won a sword for winning the Kumite, however, he no longer owns that sword. Apparently, he sold the sword to pay for a mission to rescue orphans from pirates in the Philippines. Quote, We took up arms and fought the boat pirates, and we got those kids free. I'm in touch with some of them, and they love me to death, and I'll tell you, I've got one kid who's about 15 years old. All I had to do is look cross-eyed at one guy, and he'll kill for me. End quote. And that's a quote from Ducks himself. John Johnson first threw into question the existence of the Kumite tournament in the Bahamas in 1975, quoting a spokesperson for the Ministry of Sports who said the event never took place there. As for the trophy that Ducks was pictured with in the Black Belt piece, Johnson said he spoke to a trophy shop owner who claims the award was partially made in his shop in the San Fernando Valley, close to Ducks' home. However, there was quite some contention about this claim because in court, a photocopied receipt that John Johnson claims was proved Ducks purchased this 1975 Kumite trophy himself was entered as evidence but withdrawn by the judge when several inconsistencies emerged. On the receipt copy, Ducks' name was misspelled, his address was wrong, the dimensions and details of the trophy were off, the purchase date was three years after Ducks had possession of the trophy, and it looked as if his signature was cut and copied onto the document. If personal vendettas contributed to the attacks, then what were they? Now, according to Ducks, Johnson's LA Times editorial was an attack from two sides. Richard Bender was an associate of Johnson's who allegedly had an affair with Ducks' wife as the couple were going through a nasty divorce. Following a bout of cancer, Bender was on his deathbed when he supposedly told Ducks that he paid 5000 to Johnson to tarnish his name in the paper. Bender also said that Stephen K. Hayes helped pay another 5000 for the Johnson piece. I mean, this may sound like delusions of a suspicious man, but there may be some truth to it, which surprisingly comes in the form of Johnson's own article, because while Ducks has long maintained that Hayes, one of the leading authorities of ninjutsu training in the US, was one of the men behind the crusade against him. Hayes is quoted in the Johnson editorial as having paranoia of his own, quote, there's quite an extensive security system that operates around me, end quote. Johnson also quoted the editor of Ninja Magazine who says, and I quote, paranoia abounds in the field, end quote. Now, the Kumite, this mysterious tournament at the center of Bloodsport, takes place every five years, supposedly. Now, Duck says his trophy and records in the tournament show proof of his fighting prowess. However, interestingly enough, the organization that puts on the fights is extremely difficult, if not impossible, to track down. At some point, the International Fighting Arts Association, which Ducks claimed held the Kumite, ceased to exist, and any traces of the organization only led back to Ducks' door. More strangely still, the organization now claiming to hold the event, the Black Dragon Fighting System, society recognizes ducks as one of its 10 patriarchs it should be noted that a structured kumite for karate tournaments did actually happen during this time period such tournaments however were not international nor secret during these tournaments there would be a time limited bout in a round robin format therefore it was possible to have 20 fights in a single day but many of these would end in a draw now this kind of kumite happened almost exclusively in japan and is still used to a lesser degree when grading students to higher belts it should go without saying however that there would not be over 100 competitors in a karate kumite let alone several thousand or million as ducks has claimed now we move on to the alleged Senzo Tiger Tanaka. So John Johnson reported he could find no evidence of Ducks' alleged teacher Senzo Tiger Tanaka in history books or from other martial arts experts. Pressed in an interview for details, Ducks said he did not know where Tanaka's family is and he said he's not even sure if Tanaka is dead or alive. The manuscript of Ducks' book state that Ducks' teacher was found dead on July 30th of 1975 and was buried by a ninja clan in California. No trace of Tanaka could be found in his 
historical texts or from independent martial arts experts. California death records show no Tanaka dying on July 30th of any year in the 70s. Now, when he was told of the findings, Duck said the man was living under an assumed name. Now, how would you possibly know that? How would you know that he was living under an assumed name if there's no record of him and you've basically said, I don't know where his family is and I'm not even sure if he's still alive? How would you know that he's using an assumed name? You don't even know if the guy's dead or alive. How do you know he's using an assumed name and that's why you can't find him? Now, in later years, he then changed his story to say it was Tanaka's dying wish for him to compete in the Kumite, when Johnson pointed out that Dux's teacher had the same name as a ninja commander from Ian Fleming's James Bond novel, You Only Live Twice. Dux responded by saying that Fleming, and I quote, used to base his characters on real people, end quote. Now, that is true. There are people in the book that he did base off people that he'd met in real life. That is very true. I will agree with Dux. He does have a point that Ian Fleming did do that, but I don't think that this, I don't think that Senzo Tiger Tanaka actually existed. What I think happened is Ducks borrowed Tiger Tanaka from the Ian Fleming novel, not the other way around, because it sounds to me as if Ducks completely made him up, because nobody can find him. The interesting thing was in March of 2017, Ducks wrote an article saying he had found Tanaka's death certificate, which showed he died in Los Angeles in 1975. However, as of 2016, Ducks's website said that Tanaka died in Japan. So you've got all this conflict over this guy that supposedly existed, but nobody can find any evidence of him. So he died in California, was buried in California, with a, a clan of ninjas, but now Ducks is saying, oh, well, he died in Japan and was buried in Japan. Well, where did he die? Like, did he die in Japan or did he die in California, America? Well, which is, he can't die and be buried in two places unless you've got two body doubles or something. It's ridiculous. I mean, his story is so conflicting because... The interesting thing about Ducks is, when you really get into this, is he has an answer for everything. If you find discrepancies in his story, or disputes in the story, he's always got a claim to come right back at you with. This Kumite, we've never been able to find it. Oh, yeah, the Kumite happened. Okay, you won a sword from this. Where's the sword? Oh, I had to sell it to fund a mission to save orphans from pirates overseas in, a, in the Philippines. Okay, what about the trophy? Oh, that's my own trophy. Oh, we found evidence that you bought it from a, a shop near you in the San Fernando Valley. Oh, well, that's fake as well. You know, it's it's all a conspiracy against me. Okay, well, where's, where's Tiger Sinzo Tiger Tanaka then? Oh, he died somewhere, but I don't know where his family is. It's like, you know, you're not making your case any better here because you've got no proof to back up any of your claims. It's, oh, I lost it for this reason. Oh, I can't find him for this reason. Oh, I don't know what happened to this person. And then you've got all these people that claimed to be at the Kumite, claimed to have witnessed all the stuff that Ducks talked about, and every one of them have retracted their stories and said it was all a lie and that Ducks coached them on what to say. It's like... It's ridiculous. I mean, I can't believe a single word the Ducks has said. I mean, even if I wanted to believe the story that the government screwed around with his military career records, which I don't believe, everything else, there's no proof. It's all bullshit. I mean, none of what Ducks has said is true. I don't believe any of it. I mean, look, maybe John Johnson was out to get him and maybe somebody paid to tarnish his records. But, it, I mean, that, that, that's a small part of the story. None none of the other bits of the story can be verified, not even by Ducks himself. You know, so, okay, maybe I'm willing to believe that John Johnson's article was set to set out to tarnish Ducks' reputation and attack him personally and professionally and destroy his reputation. Maybe I could believe that. But what I can't believe is the fact that Ducks, you know, fought in this Kumite, set all these records that are legitimately impossible to do, 
and claims that this Kumite was held. I don't believe the Kumite was held. I don't believe ducks in those records. There's no evidence for any of it. As far as his military career is concerned, I don't believe a word of that either, which we're about to get into. I don't believe a word of that either. Why? Because all of it's been debunked almost. And I just don't believe it. I mean, the one thing you don't go screwing around with is claiming that you've got a Medal of Honor because it's the highest military award. And I don't believe a word of what Ducks has said because even when he was questioned on, well, you've got the wrong Medal of Honor, you know, when he was questioned on the Medal of Honor thing, it's like you've got the wrong medal for the wrong branch of the military. Then when Ducks showed the military badge to someone and, and said, oh, look, I've got this medal, he then backtracked on that years later and said, I never showed you that. And the claim was false. So if he was legit legitimate in getting that medal wouldn't you want to be showing it loud and proud to everybody saying look i'm a medal of honor veteran i'm a medal of honor recipient i mean look hell if i won the medal of honor i'd be so proud to be a medal of honor recipient it's the highest award you could possibly get in the military why would you not want to show that off the way ducks has gone about it it's like the, the whole story's fake as far as i'm concerned it's fake all the evidence points to ducks just telling lies and that's the honest truth now we get to his fight record and then we'll get into his cia work and the writings that he wrote about which was the secret man so first we'll start off with his fight record in 1980 ducks told black belt that his fight record so far was 321 wins one loss and seven draws though in 2014 he told axstv that he had retired with a fight record of 329 wins zero losses Curtis Wong, an editor of Inside Kung Fu magazine, doubted whether Ducks' alleged 56 consecutive knockout record was possible. Others observed with difficulty improving or disproving Ducks' impossibly impressive records as, and I quote, the only person able to verify any of this information is Ducks himself, end quote. Now we get to his CIA work and the Secret Man book that he wrote. So, several notable figures have refuted Dux's claims in his book, The Secret Man, to have worked for the CIA. Robert Gates, William J. Casey's deputy and successor, said he'd never heard of Dux, nor anyone else he knew in the CIA. Dux named General Norman Schwarzkopf Jr. and Major General John K. Singlob as other people he had worked for, both of whom denied Dux's assertions. Singlob called the book virtually a complete fabrication. He had his lawyer write to Collins, the company that owned the imprint Regan Books, which published the book, asking for it to be recalled. Soldier of Fortune opinion there were at least 10 plot holes in the book, such as Dux's preposterous claim that Casey personally handled his operations and ensured that no one else in the CIA would know of his existence, yet contradicts this by describing receiving documents and support from other personnel on numerous occasions. A CIA spokesperson said the book was sheer fantasy, adding that it was unusual for the CIA to comment on such matters, though Dux's claims were so preposterous that we thought it was necessary necessary, also stating that it was convenient for Ducks that Casey was dead and unable to refute the book himself. Reviewing the book, Publishers Weekly said, it's hard to tell whether the author is merely posturing or expressing his fantasy life in a memoir that reads as if it patterned on the early paperback Avengers series, end quote. Ducks also alleged in his book that his father Alfred had worked for Mossad before the Second World War and also joined the Jewish Brigade in 1939. However, that's not quite true because Nigel West says that Ducks' family history does not withstand much scrutiny, noting that Mossad was not formed until after the Second World War and that the Jewish Brigade was not formed until several years after Alfred is said to have joined it. Lieutenant Commander Larry Simmons, a novelist who formerly commanded SEAL Team 5 and who had the same literacy agent as Ducks, posed with Ducks for a photograph. Ducks featured the photo in the book with a caption saying he was talking shop with the SEAL team leader. Simmons denied talking shop with him, adding that Ducks was not an American warrior, he is a con man. 
Another one of Ducks's very weird claims was that, according to Ducks, someone offered him 25000 to assassinate another noted martial artist, that being the controversial and infamous Steven Seagal. Now, no record exists of Ducks reporting this to the police or him actually attempting to snuff out Seagal, however, so it's just an unsubstantiated story. Now, writing in the book Action Speak Louder, Eric Lichenfield said that when his exploits are questioned, Ducks counters by actually exploiting his lack of substantiating evidence and spinning it into even wilder stories. Ducks says that the reason he is no, he no longer has a sword that he was represented with at the Kumite is that he sold it in a failed attempt to buy the freedom of a boat of orphans who he later rescued from pirates, that he stopped a plot to assassinate Steven Seagal, and that discrepancies in his martial arts history are the work of fabrications by his rivals, including ninjutsu master Stephen K. Hayes. While many sources dismiss Ducks' claims entirely, such as I. Others believe there may be some truth to his stories. Ducks sued Soldier of Fortune publisher Robert K. Brown for liable following the publication of their articles about him. While he eventually lost the case during the hearing, John Johnson presented a photocopy of the receipt which he said proved that Ducks had purchased his Kumite trophy, though the judge refused to allow it as evidence, noting several discrepancies such as the date on the receipt being after Ducks was photographed with his trophy. Dural Furugia from Uproxx opinioned that there were several plot holes in both Ducks' claims, as well as those of some of his critics, leading to a mess of false lies, evidence, and somewhere in the middle the truth. Hugh Landman for Ranga has stated that while Ducks lies about, or at least greatly exaggerates, many aspects of his career, that does not necessarily mean his story is entirely false, speculating he may have won a kumite that was significantly different from the one that appears in Bloodsport. With that, this case remains open. But with many unanswered questions, it still remain unanswered. I'm your host, and this has been the Unanswered Questions Podcast. Until next time. Next on Unanswered Questions. Firing's actual purpose was in Mindanao for about six to eight months a year during this time period. No one can say for sure, even today.